you have probably heard Pope Francis is visiting the United States for the first time this week. And, you know, visiting a new place can be intimidating. In the U.S., it's a very big country. There's a lot of room to get lost in. A lot of weirdos. We want to help the Pope out by introducing him to some of his new neighbors. Uh, he is staying in Washington, D.C. at the Apostolic Nunciature. Uh, it's kind of a Catholic Vatican embassy. On the line with us now is Sena. She is from the Finnish embassy. And Sena, I know we'll mispronounce your last name. Can you say it? <laughs> it's say it wrong. Kangasharju. Okay. We're not, we're not going to attempt it. Yeah, yeah. I don't recommend it ever. And Sena, your embassy is right across the street from the Pope? Well, actually, on the same side of the street, we're maybe 15 yards from their building on the same side of Massachusetts. 15 yards? Yeah, exactly. Wait, so if the Pope needs Wi-Fi, could he use the Wi-Fi from your embassy? Uh, he'd be very welcome to do that. We'll, we'll be happy to give him the password if he wants it, absolutely. Are you bringing uh, a welcome present to the Pope when he arrives? <laughs> we haven't thought about that yet, but that's a, that's a good idea. Um, I, I Personally, I would have loved to have invited him to the, the sauna, the sauna we have here at the Embassy of Finland, but I don't think... Uh, because that's the best thing the Finns can offer to, to guests. We invite them to, to go into a sauna, but wow. uh, he might not have uh, the chance to do that. What do you think? He's got all those robes on. <laughs> How would that work in a sauna? Well, um, uh, I don't think I really want to go into, into that, but uh, yeah. How, how often do the staffers at the embassy use the sauna? Well, we have actually three saunas, one here at the embassy and, and two at the, the residences of the ambassador and, and some of the staff. Uh, some of them uh, we can use as often as we'd like to, and, and, and the embassy sauna is every other weekend in the use of uh, staff and, and families. And we, of course, we have here the Diplomatic Sauna Society that convenes once a month Wait. at the embassy. And diplomats from all over the world will come then and use the sauna. It's actually mainly DC um, journalists, hill staffers, people from the think tanks, and so on, who are our guests. So less from the other embassies, but it, it's like uh, the, the, the people from the area who, who come to our diplomatic society. Wow, I guess that would be great if if you were having a high level conversation that you wanted to make sure wasn't being taped because you're just wearing a towel, right? <laughs> That's that's very true. Yes. Well, Sana, thank you so much for talking to us about this. Not at all. It's uh, it, it's going to be a fun week, as I said. So happy to contribute. Hello, Carlo. Hey, how you doing? Is this Ian? Yeah. How's it going? Hey, how you doing, Ian? Great. Uh, Mike is here too. Hey, Carlo. How you doing? Are you guys pretty busy right now? That's uh, off and on. What can I do for you? Well, the Pope is coming to visit uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Shortly. Yep. Do you want to recommend an order for him at, at Pat's? Definitely. Becomes, if he comes to Pat's, you know, it would be great if he does. You know, we'll tell him, like, you know, try to order a whiz with or a whiz without. Um, that's our classic cheesesteak. Can't say it any better right there. That's the best way to go. What does it mean without? When you order a whiz without, you're getting with no onions. And okay. You get a whiz with it, whiz with means you're getting onions. Okay, so the, you think the Pope should get it with onions? Definitely. Definitely. Now, Pat's, if you if you show up there at, at the right time, the line can be 20 people long. Does the Pope have to wait in line? Absolutely not. The doors are always open to the Pope. Well, I, here's a question, Carlo. I've never had one of your sandwiches. 
Um, I'm thinking about the Pope. I'm thinking about him wearing all his fancy Pope clothes. Is he gonna? Is it gonna be messy? Yeah, it could be intended to be a little messy, but you know that's what we got napkins for. You know, he can get his hands a little little bit dirty. <laughs> right. That's part of good living when you're eating good. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Carlo. Yeah, not a problem. Anytime. It it is very possible that while the Pope is here, he's he's going to spill something on his robes. It might be cheese whiz. It might be something else. And when that happens, he's going to need to get his robes cleaned. And while he's in New York, one of the nearest cleaners is First Professional Cleaners, a few blocks from Central Park. Carlos Vazquez runs the dry cleaner. So, Carlos, did you know the Pope is staying nearby? Okay. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. Uh, well, we're just looking at a map here. Just wondering, if he were to walk in and need his uh, papal attire cleaned, what what would your reaction be? That would be... I'm Catholic, so that would be an honor. <laughs> I would do it for free. Just <laughs> I would do it for free. And, and actually, I have two tickets to see him on Friday, so I have him give me an autograph also. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in theory... You could, you, he could drop off the clothes on Thursday, and then you could deliver to those to him on Friday. Yeah, I'll be in Section 211, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that for him, of course, the Pope. Well, he's been on the road now for a few days, and by the time he gets to New, to New York, it's possible that his, you know, his long, luxuriant white robe will, you know, have shown some wear on it. What, would, would you do anything differently for the Pope's robes? No, actually, I would do the same work I do for anybody else. All my work is done with a lot of pride here. So um, it would be, if it's a white robe, it would be white, white. It would stay white, and it would be pressed really nice. So now, I wish you would come. <laughs> do you have any connection? <laughs> we, Getting him here? <laughs> you know, the, the Pope does wear, it's a pretty complicated garment. It's a, a pallium over a chasuble have you ever uh, had? Have you ever cleaned anything like that at at your uh, at your place? No, the closest I've been to uh, that is the, the just uh, priest robes, which I do for free. Oh, for my church over here on Seventy Second Street. Have you had any clients come in? Other people, like I mean, the Pope comes in. You know, the Pope. That's kind of you maybe feel a little pressure. Have you ever had a client come in and it's someone you recognize? Yeah, yeah, I've had Glenn Sater, the the president of the Rangers. He's my customer. Oh, I've oh. Had Carlos Delgado. When oh, yeah. He was with Ads. He lived on 300s. Um, I've had some stars here, yeah, not bad. So, what do you put some fabric softener in their clothes? That's like <laughs> well, do you luxury. mean? Do I treat them special? I don't know. Do you? No, I might charge them a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Considering their jobs, but other than that, no, no, nothing special. I, like I said, all my work here is is done with a lot of pride, and if I, it doesn't go out unless I worry myself. Let me ask you one more thing. What's the yeah. what's the weirdest thing you've ever found that somebody left in their pockets when they dropped off their pants? Uh, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Since I don't do drugs, when I see it, I'm I get really surprised, yeah. and I don't give it back. I throw it away. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, let me say, I, I hope this isn't sacrilegious, but I, I do hope the Pope spills a little something on, uh, on his uh, robe so he has to come in and see you this week. Oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah, I'll pray for that. <laughs> there you go. Thanks a lot, Carlos. All right, gentlemen. You have a great day. A lot of times you hear the question, does the Pope wear a funny hat? It's usually asked rhetorically. Kind of a good question, though. On the line with us now is Ralph. 
He's the guy who makes those cheesehead hats that Packer fans wear. So, uh, Ralph, if people aren't familiar, um, can you describe the hat you make? We make a product called the Cheesehead. Um, it's a polyurethane foam uh, hat that is fashioned after cheese, and it's not one specific cheese. It's kind of all cheeses rolled up into one. So it has the color of maybe a cheddar and the whole pattern of like a Swiss. Mm-hmm. And it's um, one-sixth of a wheel, so it's, it's like a wheel cheese, too, besides. And would you describe it as a funny hat? Um, funny, it could be, but it's, it's really more about, you know, the pride we have here in Wisconsin and in, in the Midwest. So it, it kind of goes into a lot of different uh, emotions, to be honest with you. Well, so we're talking about funny hats. The Pope is here this week. And he, you know, he wears this bishop's mitre, which, you know, a lot of people say that's the Pope's funny hat. I, yeah, I, I get that feeling. I, I get that. I, um, I think that the cheesehead, you know, has given people some, some feelings that, you know, not as, quite as holy, but partially holy, I would say. Differently holy. Differently, yes. And so do you think you could, using your cheesehead technology, could you make uh, a mitre a cheesehead mitre for the Pope, a, a truly funny hat. Ooh, that would be awesome. You know, it's so difficult to, to determine what, what to make next, you know, in terms of a hat for us. And a lot of people say, what's next? And I, I'm like, well, you know, we really just kind of go what's, what's in the air, what, what the wind is blowing our way. Um, I never really thought about the Pope kind of being blown our way that way, but, but it could be something that we could fashion for sure. I mean, a Packer Pope on Sunday uh, at the game with his cheese miter, I, I feel like it's almost too perfect. <laughs> it is a great idea. And now it's the part of our show where we tell you about our sponsors. These are people that have paid us money to tell you about them. Support for this episode and this following message of out support for this episode comes from Cabbage. Cabbage, with a K, has provided over $1 billion in loans to make sure businesses can access the capital they need to grow. With Cabbage, just fill out a simple online application and you'll get a decision in minutes with no fees to set up your line of credit. You could access up to $100,000 and have the security and flexibility for any business needs that come up, from hiring to marketing to inventory and more. Like what? I think anything but actual cabbage. Visit cabbage.com. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com. C-O-M. Dot com. That's C-O-M. Support also comes from the more than 71,000 CFP professionals who want you to know how to find a financial planner. Just about anyone can call themselves a financial planner without any sort of training, education, or background in financial planning. That's why our sponsor wants to make sure you're working with a certified financial planner professional or CFPP. CFP pros are thoroughly vetted to uphold the highest standard in education and experience and are required to put your interests above their own. So how do you find a CFP pro? Easy. Simply visit letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, Emily, what can we help you with? Well, I just recently found out that I was pregnant and... It's really early on. I'm only four weeks pregnant. And at some point, I do want to tell my friends and my coworkers and my family, but this is pretty early. 
uh, it's more challenging for me than maybe some women to keep it a secret. Uh, one, because I'm a barista. I work full-time in a coffee shop. And the way that we dial in our shots all day and uh, new cups of coffee and, and so on is, is by experimentation and taste testing. Oh. But, yeah. When you're pregnant, you're not supposed to have more than 200 milligrams a day. And the, basically, the exact same day that I found out I was pregnant, um, a couple different unrelated dear friends of mine all started calling me up, uh, wanting to meet up and have a beer or a glass of wine, which I always say yes to. And uh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I miss them, and, and it's it's out of character for me to say no. And so I'm not really sure how to uh, avoid all these situations and keep it a secret a little while longer. Okay. Right. Well, is there any chance that any of your friends also listen to the podcast? I don't think so. I'm kind of known as the podcast nerd. <laughs> we could. I mean, we could. We could, if you want, we could disguise your voice just in case. I think that's necessary. I, I, I don't... It still, it would be kind of cool for us, though. We've never been able to use oh, okay. this. Yeah, we have this well, thing. Well, then knock yourselves out. Okay, All right. maybe from this point on, <laughs> we'll disguise your voice. Well, I guess, first thing, congratulations. Thanks, guys. I mean, that's really exciting. I know it's early, so I guess early congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it seems as simple as just, oh, no, uh, why don't you just come over to the house and we'll watch TV, but anybody who knows me knows that if, if they offer to go actually... You know what? Let's go back to her normal voice. Because I'm a mother of two already. I don't get to go out that often. Sure. Actually, at this point, I just I want to try disguising my voice. I think we, we're going to go go out there and try and find you a, a way around this problem. I appreciate it. I've really been racking my noodle over this. I'm a pretty good actress, but I'm not super creative on excuses. So that's kind of where I'm failing. Let's, let's do your voice. I mean, okay. All right. I'm going to make it higher, though. Oh. All right, Emily. We're going we're gonna to see what we can do. Okay, great. Thank you for your help. You guys are so nice. You know, what? I think what Emily needs to do is come up with another physical condition that would require her to give up alcohol and caffeine, like some kind of cool disease. Dr. Peter Lechman is our resident physician. Dr. Lechman, what do you have for Emily? Oh, it's interesting. So, first of all, congratulations to Emily for uh, uh, for having her third baby. She's in for it. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you, you know, first of all, you've got to lie to do this. But you can't claim some horrifying illness because next thing you know, they're having a fun drive and a walk on the lakefront, and you don't want that. And you want it to be kind of funny, so when you do reveal what happened, then everyone can have a good laugh in the end. Okay, so where do we start with the... Yeah, I think the alcohol one's the, uh, uh, the more fun one. So it's pretty simple on the alcohol side. I mean, first of all, you could just say, hey, this is a health issue for me. I just started the zone diet, uh, oh. and I and I just can't drink for the first 12 weeks of that diet. <laughs> and I'd like you guys to support me because I am starting to you know, feel that I need to improve my health so that I can be uh, – you know, live a good life and, and raise my kids well. And I think a lot of people would probably um, just kind of kind of go with that. I, so, I think what makes this lie so fun is that she's telling everybody she's on a diet, but she is getting bigger every week. <laughs> it's, not, it's not working. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about all this is all you got to really do is just get your other friends a couple of drinks, and then they don't even pay attention to what you're doing anyhow, so they won't even realize you're not drinking. Is there like a is there a cool disease like something where you know I'm just I'm sorry I can't have a drink I was just you know in the jungle and I I might have this rare 
rare disease? Well, that, that's a great one. So you can kind of do it both ways. Like I'm going to the jungle or I just got back to the jungle. So say you're going to, to Africa or you're going to go to the rainforest. Um, when you're there, of course, you need to uh, protect yourself from malaria. So you want to take, you have to take a daily medication uh, for malaria and you have to take it starting a week before you go to the place and you have to take it for four weeks after returning from the place. So you could play it both ways. You could say, look, my spouse has this chance to go to Africa for business and we're not going to know because they're trying to work out a contract, but we might find out any time now in the next four to eight weeks. So we had to start ourselves on malaria medicine before we went. So we're taking it, but while you're on that medication, you really can't drink. You could also say, hey, I've just been recruited to uh, become a Navy SEAL, Ah. and part of that is scuba diving. And when you're scuba diving, you can't have any alcohol in your system for several days at a time. So while I'm getting scuba trained so that I can swim underwater and do heroic things, I can't be drinking. That's pretty awesome. I would like that one. I think that's a good one. You know, I think with with malaria, if if Emily could commit to naming the child malaria... (laughs) She could pull off this whole thing and never really lie. That is beautiful. It's a deviously beautiful lie. And then it's not even a lie. It's a beautiful name. There's a lot of baggage with it. Yes. (laughs) She's probably not not the first one to have have done that. You know, it occurs to me, I think that there is a limit, uh, an allowable limit for caffeine uh, you can have uh, in your bloodstream over which it's considered a performance enhancer. She could tell her friends that she's training for the Olympics, that she has a secret athletic career, and she just doesn't want to get busted. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. I do feel like there's going to be a letdown when it turns out she's just pregnant. Well, and and by the way, as she's becoming a little less spelt as her pregnancy progresses, people are going to be wondering if she's working out so hard, why it's not exactly melting the pounds off. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you've figured out how to listen to podcasts on your phone or on your computer, and maybe it's time to try something new like The Hidden Brain. It's hosted by Shankar Vedantam, and on the most recent episode, he explores a conversational phenomenon called switch tracking. That's when two people think they're talking about the same thing, but in reality are speeding down separate tracks, heading right towards each other in what will be a collision of misunderstanding and hurt feelings. That's right. I am thinking about getting new bookcases. The Hidden Brain Podcast, it's out now. You can subscribe on the NPR One app, iTunes, or npr.org slash podcasts. We got an email from Joanna. Joanna says she listens to How to Do Everything while coloring. Joanna, these next 15 seconds are for you. But I see your true color shining through. I would not have used red there. Joanna. No matter what your color choice, though, I do think that you're doing a great job keeping inside the lines. Yep. It's not always easy, especially in those those tight spaces. And it, it can be hard to go outside the lines. It can be hard to test the limits. But I suggest right now, you do it. Just see what it feels like. Take blue or green or any of the other 62 colors in your box and just just an inch, maybe maybe just a millimeter 
outside the lines. It's freedom out there. And if you don't like it, just come right back. You can't undo it, though. Nope, not with these grants. That was a mistake. It's a metaphor. That does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? I learned that uh, there are any number of, of lies available to you if you um, if you don't want people to know that you're with child. Yeah. You can always say you're a Navy SEAL or you're, you know, training for the Olympics. I mean, you might actually, it might actually be good for you because in order to maintain the lie, you might actually have to start training like an Olympic athlete. And get good enough to then become a member of, of the, the Olympic team. All the while continuing to gestate a human inside you. It, the good thing is if you are able to say get good enough at the pole vault, I think I think your future child also gets a medal if the baby also clears the, the bar. And especially, I imagine, if you stick the landing and deliver the baby, two gold medals. That That's why they have the soft mats, just, just in case someone were to have a baby. How to Do Everything is produced by Nadia Wilson with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Pope Francis. Great work this week, Pope Francis. Your work was infallible. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. You can also visit our website at howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. <laughs>